We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Kester. This is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Welcome in, everybody. Sports Daily on a Wednesday. Glad to be here with you today on the show. Jacob Albrock here with Tommy Kester. Uh, we got a lot of good stuff coming up today. The CFP out last night. KU reaches historic levels for the program. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about what a 12-team playoff would look like uh, and our thoughts on the rankings in general. Kevin Saul joins us a little later, top of the next hour. Shocker basketball underway. Uh, we'll get some thoughts from Kevin Saul on how things looked in the opener. They get right back to it tomorrow night. So quick turnarounds in the women back at it right here today so a lot going on there at wichita state we'll talk about that we'll get into and look ahead to some football for the weekend and all kinds of good stuff we have giveaways coming for you today we'll give away some movie tickets a sneak peek to the opening of the hunger games the ballad of songbirds and snakes so make sure to stay tuned to listen for your chance to win that to win some hto tea and coffee uh, it's all going to be available to you on the ihop hotline by the way 869-1240 is that IHOP hotline. This Veterans Day, by the way, IHOP will be welcoming veterans and active duty military with free red, white, and blueberry pancakes to thank them for their service. That'll come on November 11th. A lot of good stuff to get to this morning. Jad Chambers producing Manning that IHOP hotline. Tommy, how are you? I'm good. I feel like last night was the first time in a number of days where there really wasn't like big time sports on, right? So like got a yeah. chance to just sort of kick my feet up, catch up on... Uh, some shows that, you know, I, I'd been putting off for a while. So that was nice. But we're going to get right back into it this weekend. Thursday night football tomorrow night. And then we get into the weekend slate. Uh, college basketball, college football, NFL. We're getting right back to it pretty soon. Yeah, Bears-Panthers, uh, you know, do with that what you will. We may get Justin Fields back. And, of course, Bryce Young, the number one overall pick, gives it some intrigue. But there's that football. I'd like to have that one back. Uh, you know, I, you mentioned I was working elections last night, so I didn't get to watch much. I did have the Baylor game on in the background. It's pretty good college basketball game as Baylor held off Auburn in a neutral site game. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, you know, we have a new mayor here in Wichita, Lily Wu and, uh, election nights on, on off years like this aren't terribly crazy. It was, you know, everything was wrapped up by about nine o'clock. Um, so 
you know, but it was, I was with you. I was like, you know, this is the first time. And and I think it's because the Rangers had been on this run where I like, I had to, I had to watch something every single night. Like it was, it was, you know, obviously a, something that I would welcome any time of the year. But now that we've gotten through baseball, college basketball will pretty much take that place, I think. But yeah, it, it was a little strange to have the light sports load last night. I agree with that for sure. But we get those CFP rankings, Tommy. Wait, I don't know. Like, where do you fall real quick on on these? Every I totally understand why they do it, and I would do it too if I were them. But I do think we get a little bit too worked up about these rankings with three weeks to go. Like, it, there's so much of it that has nothing to do with where teams are now because it, like, I would, I don't know what, it, I'll say 80 to 85% of this stuff plays itself out anyway. Uh, but we do get worked up about it. It's fine. I don't know why it makes it. It's like preseason rankings. Why does that bother us? Like, it doesn't matter. The CFP rankings on November 8th don't matter a ton. They matter to some degree, but not really. Uh, it, and it'll only matter if teams remain with the same records and stuff. But it always is a good talker. And, uh, you know, we we love our football. We love our rankings. But are are you into these coming out every week before we get to the part of the season where it really matters? I don't right now because, again, there's only four teams in the playoff. Once we expand it to 12, then at that point, oh, yeah, man, I think I'm going to have good. a little bit more excitement yeah. about where teams are going to be falling into place. But when you've got four slots and you're ranking 25 teams, you know, or approximately around there each week, it really doesn't matter for the vast majority of the teams that are in these rankings right now for this season. So, no, I mean, I don't pay Super close attention to it. It's not appointment setting TV for me. I'm not sitting down and watching those rankings coming out week in and week out. You know, I'll consume it after the fact. And then, you know, at that point, again, it comes down to who those top four teams are. Really no surprises right now. I think it's going to be really interesting if Michigan continues to win what the CFP does with them and how that's all going to play out. But right now, no, I don't have a ton of interest in it. You know, it's been really interesting to to watch KU and K-State. KU, the highest it's ever been at 16. Uh, K-State, rightfully, in my opinion, stayed in that top 25 uh, with the game against Texas. They stay in there right at 25. So, you know, I think, you know, that does tell us something about K-State. They're one of only three teams with three losses still in there. Uh, Notre Dame and Arizona are the other two. So, look, I... Let's talk about the ranking itself right now, and then we'll get into the 12 team, which is far more exciting and fun. So to me, it, it is, again, it doesn't really matter because it, you know, it just, it, it's just not that important yet. But it is a little ridiculous that Michigan is in over Washington and Florida State because Michigan has not played anybody. Their schedule is, is laughable right now. And I know they've been really, really, really dominant. I saw something yesterday. An opposing team has not run a play inside Michigan's 10-yard line. Any Of the six touchdowns they've given up this year, this year, you know, teams have, almost all of those have come on big plays. Nobody's driving the ball down the field on them. It's impressive. I get it. They haven't played anybody. And I don't know how you can, you know, rightfully put them there when Florida State and Washington both have big-time wins. Again, it doesn't really matter because Michigan still has to play Ohio State and they still have to play Penn State this week. So they'll get their – and then a Big Ten championship game. So they'll get their games in. But why are we even doing this right now if we're not thinking about that stuff? 
how in the world could Michigan be higher than, you know, Washington, who's beaten Oregon and USC now, Florida State, who's got a win over Clemson, who's got other big wins. Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Again, I'm not losing sleep over it because it doesn't matter, but it is ridiculous. If we're going to do this, let's do this right. Yeah, I don't have a ton of issues with Michigan being in over Florida State because Florida State is still number four. Like, they're still in the top four in the rankings right now. So it's not like they got kicked out. I mean, I know you'd rather be the three seed than the four seed, but um, I don't have a ton of issue with that. What I do have an issue with is Michigan being in over Washington. Washington has been flat-out outstanding this year. Michael Penix mm -hmm. Jr. looks to be one of, if not the best player in America, uh, and they've been super impressive. The game against Oregon was one of the best football games that I think I've watched in a long time, especially on the collegiate level, and the way that the, the crowd was and, and all of that was just, it was great. And then, of course, last week, what they did against USC on the road was extremely impressive also. So, I mean, I, I, I definitely have an issue with that. Um, for Washington to be on the outside looking in right now, I think that's unfair and doesn't accurately convey how good of a team Washington is. But, I mean, this is the way that it's always going to be, right? This year we're going to be looking at the number five and the number six and maybe even the number seven team like, oh, they missed out. Next year, when it goes to 12 teams, we'll be looking at the 13th, 14th, and 15th team about them missing out. Um, but right now, I mean, you mentioned it, how Michigan will have their games, Penn State this weekend, Ohio State in a couple of weeks from now. I would anticipate that we'll see this top four shift around pretty significantly. I think we'll eventually see Washington up in that top four and probably Michigan fall out. Yeah. The, the thing on the 12 team and wanting 13 and 14, Tommy, if we had 40 teams, we'd be arguing about exactly. 41, 42, and 43. That that's going to happen irrelevant. regardless. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's never been a good argument to me. Um, but it, I think it, it does it does lend a lot more credence when you're looking at an undefeated Washington team at number sure. five that right now is on the outside looking in. And there will be lots of things that, that play into this like that. But, you know, it, it does generally sort itself out with four uh but it it all it doesn't always and so this will be you know it will be better so if we look at 12 teams right now uh in in several people have put this out i'm looking at 247 and you got to remember these these num these aren't going to reflect totally what we see now because it's five highest ranked conference champions and then the at larges so in a 12 team based on the rankings that came out yesterday or sorry four four best conference champions and then whatever uh, you'd have Ohio State as the one, Georgia two, Washington, uh, sorry, Florida State three, Washington four. They would get the buys, okay? So that would be your top four. And then here would be those opening round matchups. The 8-9 game, Alabama-Oklahoma. The 7-10 game, Texas Ole Miss. The 5-12 game, Michigan-Tulane. And the 6-11 game, Oregon and Penn State. Now I'm going to tell you, Every single one of those four games is insanely intriguing and would be awesome, okay? And then you advance on for the chance to play those other four. So, you know, if it goes by seed, then you would get Michigan against Washington, Alabama against Ohio State, Texas against Georgia, Florida State against Oregon, and so on and so forth. Who isn't signed up for that? And how does that not better determine who a national champion is in the country. 
because you can look at it and look, Tulane's not not playing their way through that, but that's fine. You've given a team that's been good consistently at least a chance to get out there and prove it. The other thing of to the keep other in mind, eleven well, teams, Tommy. Yeah, any of those teams could win a national championship this year. The other thing to keep in mind with those opening round games that you mentioned that I'm super excited about is that you're talking about an on-campus game, right? We're not talking about That's neutral site. To think We're not talking about them going somewhere else. We're talking about the, the the better seed getting a home game, a home playoff game in the opening round on campus. So can you imagine, what you say, Alabama and Ole Miss? Was that the matchup that you mentioned? No, Alabama-Oklahoma. Alabama, Oklahoma. Well, that's great, too. So Alabama, you know, in Tuscaloosa, potentially taking on their future SC opponent. I guess it would be their SEC opponent next season in Oklahoma, you know, if that were to happen. But, I mean, you're talking about not only intriguing matchups, but you're talking about the better seeds getting home games, on-campus games. I mean, talk about the atmosphere and the environment late in the season. You know, that's that's incredible. I, I, I can't wait for that. So, and, and that's the thing, too, and we look at it by conference. Like, if this was next year and Texas and Oklahoma are in the SEC, who would both be in here? Now, I don't think this is the way it's going to end up at the end of the year, by the way. But anyway, uh, you'd have five SEC teams in of the, of the 12. Um, you would have three Big Ten teams. You'd have two Pac-12 teams. Uh, you would have one ACC team and then your other. There's There wouldn't be, and this wouldn't play itself out this way, you don't see a Big 12 representative in there, but you would have a Big 12 representative. Whoever wins the Big 12 would, would be in in this scenario. But, you know, I don't think that that's outrageous of a split, right? Like you're, you're, you would see at least one Big 12 team in, and in this year that would probably be fair. It's been a relatively down year for the league. And but five out of five out of twelve SEC, I don't think that's crazy. You know, I guess Oregon. I, I gave Oregon to the Pac-12 uh, and Washington, so they, so the Pac-12 and that which won't exist, right? In that, and and I don't know what they're going to do with that, by the way, uh, because we've still got to figure that part out. But it is interesting, like the Big Twelve and the Pac-12 of those twelve teams right now, what they'll be next year, don't have a team in there. Like there's, but not you have one. a handful. There's a handful of current or future Big 12 teams that are currently right sure. now they would just get outside him. that top 12. If Oklahoma State and Kansas and Utah coming into the conference, yep. Kansas State in there, you know, so like there, there are Arizona is in the top 25 CFP rankings for right now. So, you know, you've got a, a handful of teams that are just on the bubble, like right outside of that top 12, if it were a 12 team playoff this season. I'm a big I'm the biggest Big 12 advocate in the world we look at this top 12 and a next year, big 12 team in there. That's not a good year yeah. for the big 12. Like right. it's, it's just not. And, and so that's okay. Like it's, you know, again, Brett, your mark saved this league by getting that deal done before the PAC 12, because if he didn't do that and this year played itself out, I'm not sure that the PAC 12 doesn't get the deal and the big 12 gets left out. I mean, that's reality. Timing is everything. Thank goodness for us around here that that was the case, and we get this awesome league next year. Um, so you know, it, but it is pretty funny to look at this and not have a you know moving forward. There's not a Pac-12 or Big 12 team in there anyway. Uh, but I you know if there's five out of twelve SEC teams, or let's say a combination of eight out of twelve Big Ten and SEC teams in this, that's probably okay. 
right? Because you've got a Big 12 team in there. And it's not going to be that way every year. But you got a Big 12 team in there. You've got a chance. And that's my problem. And it has always, like, more than anything else with, uh, well, obviously the two-team is ridiculous. But even the four-team, you've had five major conferences and only four spots in the playoff. That doesn't make sense. You have to get conference champions into this format. Now, if that changes to four, right, because the Pac-12 is essentially dead, okay, that's fine. But the champion of the ACC, the champion of the Big 12, and obviously the champions of the SEC and the Big 10, they have got to be able to play in this game. Whatever else happens, I can live with it, right? Like, I am okay with anything else. I'm okay with a team like Tulane not getting in every year, but, you know, I want to see them sometimes. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it dominating, you know, and being skewed heavily toward the SEC and the Big Ten. I think there are a lot of years where that's fair. Not so much in the Big Ten. They're top-heavy. But the SEC, like, that's fair to me. I'm okay with that. But you have to, no matter what, I don't care if they have four losses, you have to have a Big 12 or an ACC representative in this playoff. If we get that, there will always be national appeal to college football. If you don't get that, like if they did this, and you didn't, let's say that it looks just like it does now, and the Big 12 doesn't have a team in, the people in a large portion of the country are not really paying that much attention, you know, because you because we want to see the Big 12 represented there. I mean, everybody goes that way all the time, right? Like you may, if you're a KU fan and Kansas State was in the playoff, you telling me you'd really like to see Kansas State lose there? I, I don't I, I don't think there's legit. I mean, some people will, yes, and that rivalry runs deep. But if K-State is playing Michigan for a national championship, well, maybe not because KU wouldn't want. You, you know what I'm saying, though. Like, we, we want the Big 12 to succeed, it, no matter who it is. If it's Oklahoma State, I, you know, whatever other example. So it, it keeps the appeal nationally to college football to make sure that you have those champions in there. It's the exact same way when the NCAA basketball tournament comes around. You know, I, I don't know if a lot of people are like me, but I certainly will cheer for my team. But then I'm also going to root for the Big 12. And I'm going to keep yeah. track of how the Big 12 is doing as it stacks up against the other conferences as far as the overall tournament is concerned. This would be the exact same way. Um, you know, like even last year, Kansas State playing Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. Uh, yeah, I mean, like that's a big spot nationally for the Wildcats. And so I would imagine a, a good section of Big 12 country is watching that, right? That they're they're wanting to keep keep an eye on that and and you know see how that ends up going for the Wildcats. So, you know, I I totally understand that. I get that. I mean, right now, when you're looking at the four-team playoff, the only current Big 12 team that has even a remote chance of making it in is Texas. And that seems unlikely. Seems unlikely to me that they're going to be able to get from seven to four. Now, some crazy things can happen, but, you know, like the, I think they're about the only team that even would remotely have a chance to get into that, that top four. So you would have to have – it's going to be tough because, like, if, if – so Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State – Right. You you could end up with one of those teams like Penn State could they could jump Penn State, certainly. But if they're going to jump Ohio State or Michigan, they need Penn State to beat Ohio State or Michigan. And if Penn State beats Ohio State or Michigan, it's going to be hard to jump Penn State. 
So that's where that, you know, that in the SEC, you're not jumping. Like they're not, you know, Ole Miss, Alabama, uh, and Georgia, it's going to be hard to jump them regardless. So now you're looking at really one spot. You'd have to jump the, you'd have to jump uh, the Pac 12, basically. Florida State, you'd have to have Florida State lose two games, number one. And then you'd have to have Washington or Oregon. But well, you'd really probably have to have them both with two losses. It would be really hard. I, I'm with you. It, it's not, it's yeah. very much a long shot. I mean, there's a chance. Um, there's a chance, but it's going to yeah, be Yeah, because Louisville, to too. In. Like, Louisville, you got to jump them. So if, like, Louisville beats Florida State in an ACC championship game, I mean, now are you going to jump them? Because that becomes the best win. Texas doesn't have a win better than that. It's Yeah, it's tough. Uh, that's okay. It's just It's been a rough year in the Big 12. Like, is anybody complaining about that this year if the Big 12's not in there? I don't think so. I don't. I mean, I think we're all with. I think we're all, you know, up to speed with that reality. It's almost like this is a year where you go old school bowl games and just hope you get a couple of good ones. And the Big Twelve represents itself well there. Uh, that's the CFP ranking. You can chime in on that IHOP hotline. Thanks for tuning in, everybody, on our video streams as well. Available on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. You can leave your comments there for us. You can uh, you can tweet at us or X at us. However, that's said now. Uh, we got lots of ways to get in touch with the program. The IHOP hotline, of course, is open, 869-1240. We'll come back with more Sports Daily right after this. Your phone call is welcome. 869-1240. Sports Daily on 97.5 and 1240. KFH, Wichita's number one sports radio. The commercials are over. Yo, I haven't got all day. 869-1240. Time to get busy. This is Sports Daily on KFH. All right, welcome back in, everybody. Sports Daily here. Jake Balbrock, Tommy Caster. Can't get enough Chiefs content? Check out Fansided's Arrowhead Addict, a Kansas City Chiefs podcast, free on the Odyssey app. Follow Arrowhead Addict on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Chiefs, of course, on a bye week uh, this week. Well-timed. If you missed anything with our conversation with Dan Israel, the executive producer of the Chiefs Radio Network, you can go to kfhradio.com or for free on the Odyssey app and go back and listen to that interview. Tommy, K-State football, uh, trying to bounce back. Chris Kleiman talked yesterday. It's interesting. You know, he's always, like, moved forward, and it's always his message. But he did admit yesterday, right out of the gates, that it will be a little more challenging just to move on because they had, you know, a top five-ish team on the ropes and should have beat them, and they didn't get it done. Um, You heard... You know, Ben Sennett, I don't know if you've seen his comments after the game. He was very frustrated with people doubting Will Howard uh, and, ta- you know, and, and constantly talking about the quarterback situation. This is a pretty big emotional moment for K-State to respond to here this weekend. And, you know, as we want to look ahead to that Sunflower Showdown game, they're 20-point favorites against Baylor. It's sort of a get-right game, but only if they have the right attitude going into it. And you can feel just a little bit of, you know, uneasiness there. You can sense it. But this is where Will Howard really is so valuable, right? If if his teammates are getting frustrated for him, if they're coming off an emotional loss like that, this is why you love having Will Howard in the building because of his leadership. And this is, you know, every every chance for him to just step in and write this thing, you know, both on and off the field. 
it is absolutely ridiculous for anybody to suggest that the reason why the Wildcats lost the game against Texas is because I don't of even Will know Howard. if that's what completely Senate was saying. ridiculous. Yeah, I I think it was more about like who should be the starter and Howard should you know doubting him just in general terms, not in that performance itself, but clearly a guy who's got his back doesn't want to hear anymore about a quarterback controversy. Now I get that especially from a young person, especially when that's your boy. I get it totally. But I will say it's only because of what Avery Johnson brings to the table. To me, it's always been about that and not really about Will Howard. Even when Will Howard struggled on that two-game stretch and people were saying it's time for uh, Avery Johnson to take over, a lot of them, a lot of people. Um, so, and, and I said, no, go two-quarterback system. I still kind of want the two-quarterback system but I get why we haven't seen it because Will, Will Howard's playing great. Like, you know, you're, you've are you got yeah. chances to win these games. You don't want to get him off the field. I, I think I'm totally fine with it. But let's also be fine with wondering what this is looking like moving forward. Because at the time those questions started to sort of circulate through, Will Howard wasn't playing great. And at times in his career, we've seen Will Howard not be what he is now. He looks more like the quarterback we saw last year now, and that's great. And honestly, for his sake and his chances to get to the NFL, if he's playing that way, leave him out there. I'm totally fine with that. But, you know, I, I it, you can just feel like you could feel a rare inside moment there where, where a leader on this team, somebody everybody looks up to, showed some actual frustration with the conversation. Didn't I warn everybody about this? I mean, to an extent, about as far as like having not the two quarterback system from a, a play standpoint and from a logistical standpoint, but more from like a locker room type situation. Yeah, but Tommy, and I'm not you wanted Avery Johnson not, to be the starter. And that wasn't I, the right I'm thing not, either. I'm not suggesting that uh, there's any kind of like internal locker room issues. That's no. not, I mean, I know that Ben Sennett was talking more about the public and the media and that yeah. sort of thing. And the conversations about who should the starter be and who shouldn't be. But I, I warned against you know, having a distraction of, you know, not naming one starter and moving forward with that guy, despite the upside of both of them and what the different things they bring to the table, you run the risk of having this conversation continue of who should the starter be. And then every time there, you know, might not be something that goes your way, then the questions begin, well, should the other, should the other guy have been out there rather than the one that we had? Like you open the door to those different things happening. And again, I, I'm not suggesting that there are internal issues with the players and the team. It sounds like they're all on the same page on exactly who's doing what. So I'm not, I don't have an issue with that. But I do think that it by doing this system, by having the way that, you know, they've kind of set things up, you do open the door to those conversations. I saw people talking about after the Texas game, well, would it have been different if Avery Johnson was in on the fourth down play? Who knows? Well, Who I knows? don't know. I mean, it would have been fine to see him take an opportunity there. But Will Howard was the architect of the comeback and looked good. Look, Tommy, if they named Will Howard the starter instead of going with both. Do you think those same questions would be being asked? Probably not at the same level. I think that they would be 
But when you when you see what Avery Johnson can do in those situations, yep. yeah, there's a tremendous amount of what upside. If, He's a great athlete and a great talent. But if you if you're not exposing that to everybody on multiple occasions, then you can't have the what if question, right? What if Bra- What if what if they go with Avery Johnson there and he struggles, right? What what happens then? So. Like to me, it, there, there's never been a clear cut answer to this question. The only time we've had, you know, clear cut answers, honestly, has been the last couple of weeks as Will Howard's played really well, you know, and, and the Houston game, notwithstanding, because I don't know what to make of the Houston game, but he's been a much better quarterback, you know, lately. He had the interception against Texas, but, you know, really since, I don't know, since that Oklahoma State loss. He's been steady, Eddie, consistent. The Texas Tech game was a game script game. And then TCU, TCU was the best of the two quarterback system. And then he was, I mean, he, he had two incompletions against Houston. And against Texas, he was fine. So I, I don't, what, what surprises me is not that, you know, they've gone the way they've gone or they've given Will Howard more reps here or anything. That's not what surprises me about this. The thing that I take away from it is that, Anything from the outside is making its way to the inside. That's very unlike K-State and its programs and especially, well, really forever, right? From from the Bill Snyder era now into the Chris Kleiman era. That's something they've done a really good job of there is pushing all that stuff to the side. Now it's bled through. And and honestly, I think that, you know, Ben Sennett's frustration, it, it I don't think it comes as much from wondering in the intrigue about Avery I think it comes from the doubters of Will Howard and that's the voices I think that are that are bothering him because there were a lot of them after that Oklahoma State game because he had rattled in a few not good performances and I think that's where you've you know you've bled sweat and cried with these guys and then all of a sudden they have some adversity and everybody's ready to cast them aside. And and, yeah, and I, we knew we knew that K-State wasn't going to do that with Will Howard. Uh, for everything he means for the program, for everything he did last year, that just never made any sense to me. But, but, but now but, you've got a situation where after a loss, there's clearly some frustration bubbling up to the top. But it does open the door for speculation. And you know what? Like, it, people may get the narrative entirely wrong. They may get the intent behind the decisions entirely wrong. They may think that all the times that Avery Johnson has come in, it's been because the, the coaching staff doesn't trust Will Howard. That's wrong. That's a complete wrong assessment, right? But it does open the door to that wrong speculation. And so that's when, again, you're running the risk of that sort of thing happening. If it was made very clear, and this might not have been the the best thing to do, but if the coaching staff had said, Will Howard is our starting quarterback, ride or die, we we win with Will, we lose with Will, Will is our quarterback, Avery Johnson is our quarterback of the future, then at that point, yeah, you're kind of shutting the door on showing the athletic ability. Stop asking the question then. I'm not saying they wouldn't ask the question, but what I'm saying is that it at least it's definitive and clear from internally what the decision is and what the direction is. We haven't really known, right? Like we've known from game to game, we don't know if we're going to see Avery. They know because they're we're practicing, see Will. though. They they know they, know. they know, but we don't know. I like know, they, but we wouldn't know anyway. We would speculate just the if, same. But but if the, if if Chris Kleiman stood in front of the reporters and said, "Will Howard is our ride or die quarterback." We are not moving away from him. 
He is our quarterback. You will not see Avery Johnson in, unless there's an injury. Then at least at that point, the speculation dies down and you don't no, have to it worry doesn't. about it doesn't die yes, it because does. those report those reporters aren't doing their job if will howard has a bad game and they're like coach did you ever think about going with avery johnson there i don't and care the what he says is, and then the answer is no Great. will howard is our quarterback that doesn't, what i'm again, saying is that doesn't i'm not, I'm not saying the that, speculation again, though i'm not saying that that's the right decision for kansas state to do moving forward offensively but what i am saying is that if you're concerned about the noise from the outside seeping in to the inside in the locker room part of it is because of what was created with this two quarterback system right i don't agree with that i don't because you can't control that you cannot control what people say and speculate about on the outside if they came out i don't care if every week he wore a will howard is my quarterback shirt we're still going to talk on the outside. You think if he did that, Tommy, we would stop wondering about Avery Johnson on this show? No, but let me give you an example. Let me give you a, another example for a team that you follow, the Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott struggles every third week, right, or whatever, whatever it looks like. But you know that he is the starting quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, right? It's not like... A bad example, not, because there were a not, lot of people no, no, no. last year speculating about Cooper Rush when Cooper right, Rush but, came in. There was a large this segment year, is of anybody, the fan base is anybody asking specu- for him. Is anybody speculating this year about, well, is well, Trey no, Lance going to get in there? Great. Is Cooper Rush going to get in great. there? No. What I'm saying is that you, you know who the starting quarterback of the team is, and th- Dak Prescott, for better or for worse, is the quarterback for the example. Dallas Cowboys. That's not a good example because last year when he got hurt and Cooper Rush played well, he got which hurt. Was out of that, he got I, hurt. I, I understand. I, I get it. But what I'm saying is, it doesn't. It didn't matter that they said every week. Well, when Dak comes back, he's our starter. People still speculate. When Dak Prescott was a rookie and Tony Romo was there, that was the same situation. Like. It's the Cowboys don't have a quarterback that's going to press Dak Prescott at all. Like so, it's so look at look, okay. Better example right now in Tennessee, Will Levis and Ryan Tannehill. Like Ryan Tannehill never going to. Not they announced today. Mike Vrabel announced Will Levis as the starter and as Tannehill's ready to come back. So it, but it does again. Even if he had come out and said definitively the other way that Ryan Tannehill is our quarterback and that's who we're riding with, they're not going to stop speculating on the outside in Tennessee no, about what I'm the not team suggesting. should do. I'm not suggesting at all that the outside is going to stop speculating. Well, all I'm saying is that Chris Kleiman, I mean, I think the perfect time to do it would have been after the Oklahoma State game when Will Howard struggled. If he were to stand up and say, yeah, he struggled. He had a but bad game. We're really excited about Avery Johnson. That's not the Again, best decision for the team. Though. All the I'm team was- saying, you're you're missing my point. All I'm saying is that if there, if you have concern, which you just stated that you did, that there is now external noise getting into that locker room, and Ben Sinnott is having to defend Will Howard against the outside of the narrative about whether or not he's the starting quarterback for the team. The team could have controlled it a little bit better than what they did. That's all I'm the saying. Team, I'm not saying whether or not the it's inside, the best decision. I, I don't know that there's been any discussion internally on any of this. And you can't control what's done on the outside. I'm sorry. Like, it's a, we always say it's a good it problem. You frame it better than have. what you did. But you they can frame it better it than exact, what you did. They f- How many they times has Lance Leipold at but, KU said in front of uh, reporters and said, Jalen Daniels is my starting quarterback. When he's healthy, he can play. That's fine. That's a more clear-cut situation. Jalen Daniels is much better than Jason Bean, right? Like, that's definitive. If Jalen Daniels is healthy, he's better than Jason Bean. 
the, the problem, and it's not a problem, it's a good problem if you frame it that way, is that you've got two great options, right, for K-State. And, and by the way, like, I, they haven't used Avery Johnson much in the last two games because Howard's playing well. So, you know, and, and, if, and some of this is misguided from Ben Sinnott. They were frustrated after a loss. Like, pick your, you know, like, dude, like, come on now. Like, just be excited that people are talking about your program, number one. I just think that it is, it's it's concerning that if you believe that there is potentially some issues in the locker room with players having to defend. I don't think there's issues in the locker room. I'm not saying all issues. I'm saying like if, you, if players like Ben Sinnott feel like they have to defend their quarterback from the outside and like that's what they're focused, they're focusing their energy on, you said it yourself, they've got to bounce back from this quickly. Yeah. And if this is what they're focusing their time on, there might have been a better way to manage it. That's all I'm gonna, all I'm saying. But but I don't. But the best way to manage it, you know, they were winning these games. I think they managed it the right way because they won those games after they sure. made the decision to use them both. That, that and, was and all the I right said before was it. you run the risk of there being some issues when you can't. Like the the old saying goes, if you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks, right? And so I like I think that that. I'm not saying that they're both extremely talented, but what I'm saying is that you, if you, if you don't have a definitive path for both of these guys and exactly the way that you're going to go, it's great when you're winning, but when you're losing, you have to start to answer for that decision a little bit. But don't you think internally they they have a definitive path? Internally, that's great, but how vocal have they been outside of their own internal locker room about exactly plan is? But they're never going to tell. They're not going to tell what. Uh, they're not going to tell the public We're what their game plan is. Tommy. Just, I don't know what they could have done different. That's that's. We can continue this. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We will have Kevin Saul at the top of the hour. Uh, what do you think, K State fans? Join us on the IHOP Hotline eight six nine twelve forty. We'll come back more sports daily right after this. Ninety seven five and twelve forty KFH. Oh, okay, take it easy. We're going on the air. This is Sports Daily on KFH. All right, welcome back in, everybody, here on Sports Daily. A couple more minutes on the conversation. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I didn't expect it to go that way, but we can finish it out. We'll have Kevin Saul top of the hour here 
let's on the way right now. Let's do our HTO giveaway before that. We know Jad's got to connect with uh, Kevin Saul, so we'll do that while we're on the air here. So 869-1240 is the number. We can get you a free iced tea, a free HTO Brewhouse coffee or espresso drink. Uh, to our first caller right now to the IHOP hotline, 869-1240. Um, good luck, everybody. Uh, get you some tea and some coffee on us here at Sports Daily. Jad will find us a winner as we finish our thoughts here. So I, I think we're, we we may be saying two different things here, Tommy. I, I just think it's interesting that you're seeing K-State listen to the outside noise of any kind. There's always outside noise. It's just not – it's out of character a little bit for anybody on the team really to bring anything like that up. Um, I think it's boiling over of the frustration from that loss as much as anything else. And and I do and, – and I'm really glad they get Baylor at home this week because they kind of need a Baylor at home this week to just get it right and then go into that Sunflower Showdown game. And and you could just tell from from climbing that this one stung a little bit more than other losses have stung in the past. Yeah, I mean, I, I, there's no doubt about that, um, especially considering the way that Kansas State battled back in the second half, took advantage of Texas's mistakes, got it to overtime, uh, and then really you know went for it to, to try to win the game, and, and it didn't pan out for them. Yeah, of course it's going to sting. You had a great opportunity with a backup quarterback against Texas to get a signature win for your program this season and to stay in the hunt for a big 12 title. So of course it's going to sting. And and I don't, um, I don't fault them at all for being frustrated after the loss. You can't let it, you know, impact you moving forward. And so I do agree with you that having Baylor next week or this weekend is going to be big and important for them. I just think that if the, the noise from the outside is getting into the locker room, some of that noise, not all of it, because you're never going to stop speculation for people, but some of that noise, I think, could have been quieted down with a little bit more of a definitive statement exactly what they're planning on doing at quarterback. Again, you don't want to give away your game plan to your opponents, and I'm not yeah. suggesting that. But what I'm saying is that if there was a clear cut like Will Howard is our quarterback, we may try to throw in Avery Johnson from time to time, you know, to get a fresh wrinkle in our offense. That's great. But Will Howard is our quarterback. We've not had that kind of definitive remark from the coaching staff at this point. I think that does invite more speculation. Yeah. And if it's seeping into the locker room, that's an issue. Maybe they could say it and lie because I don't think that I just don't think it would be the truth if they said it. You know what I mean? Like you don't I, think I don't, Will Howard's their starting quarterback? I, I think Will Howard's their, but they've never said he's not their starting quarterback. They've said they're going to use both guys, and they do use both guys. And and so like there are situations in each game that present themselves. There was like Avery Johnson didn't need to get more reps against Texas, right? But Will Howard didn't need to get more reps against Texas Tech either. So it was right. like. You, you know, and, and the other thing is, too, I just don't think it's the truth. I think that, you know, if they feel like Avery Johnson has an opportunity in any given game to give them something, they will. Think back to the very beginning of the season, right? We saw Avery in the opener, and we didn't see him again for a while. Why? Because for a while, Will Howard was playing well, and then he kind of struggled. And then we saw some Avery Johnson. And then we saw two game plan games happen with Texas Tech and T- or, or sorry, Houston and, and uh, Texas Tech. Right after a TCU game, which they both dominated. So I really do think that they're taking it week by week. And I would imagine that inside that locker room, everybody's probably okay with that. It's that 
I, I again, I think Senate is just mad that people, it's not that they want Avery Johnson, it's that they're saying, well, Howard's not good. And Will Howard has been really good. And what happens the rest of the way at quarterback? I'm, I mean, no matter what they say, we're going to wonder about it. It's a good problem to have. And I, you know, like you'd like to, have, everyone would like to have two good quarterbacks. We'll see. We can get more into this. We'll have K-State Insider in tomorrow. Tim Fitzgerald, we'll have Wyatt Thompson in. I, I do want to get their thoughts on this and see what they're thinking. Uh, Wyatt Thompson, especially, he'll have a he'll have a feel for that locker room. Yeah, and I just remember saying when they first started kind of going to this two quarterback system, I remember saying it at the time. It's great when you win. When you lose, you do open the door for criticism about okay, well, would it have been different if the other guy was in in that moment? So you got to be careful with that. And I'm not saying it's been the wrong decision for them. I'm just saying when you lose a game, you start to get those questions. Yeah, and I think they would be there anyway. But but we'll 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 discuss this further this week for sure. 869-1240, we'll come back. Kevin Saul, Wichita State Athletic Director, joining us on the program here. We'll be back with more Sports Daily right after this. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.